1: Underway. what is up everybody happy holidays i am your host chris raybon and this is the action network podcast presented by fanduel today we got our nfl player projections for week 16 we'll go through our top five at each skill position discuss players we're especially high and low on this week and of course throw out some player props as well here to help me break it down as always one of the top rankers in the game sean kerner Sean what's going
0: on <laughs> what's up uh, I honestly I'm still recovering from just that batshit crazy week 15 uh <laughs> one of the most exciting yeah. and crazy weeks ever uh plus we had the world cup final randomly you know Sunday morning too got to watch that too but amazing weekend how about you
1: oh yeah it was it was a great weekend uh had a good betting week. Um, although I was sweating that that Colts game. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like that's crazy, right? Like they, they blow biggest lead in they blow the biggest lead in NFL history. Still cover. So yep yeah. it's fun. But uh, yeah, it was a good week, and uh, I agree, it was very one of the more interesting NFL weeks I think we've seen, uh, in a while. Uh, all right, let's uh let's jump into this week. See if it's uh, can live up to the week fifteen hype. <laughs> But uh, who do you like a quarterback in your top five?
0: Uh, so I got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Uh, right now I have Lamar Jackson. Who knows if he'll actually play, but um, if he's out, uh, I have Kirk Cousins as my QB5. Ooh,
1: spicy. Uh, yeah, I got Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Justin Fields, and Tua mm. Tungvaluwa. So, uh Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't have Lamar in though. I, I think it sounds to yeah. me like he's going to miss one more week. Um, So I'd actually be fairly high on Huntley because I think I, I see what you're getting at that. Atlanta defense kind of pumps up uh, the quarterback projections, whoever it is. Uh, so I, I think I have Huntley like to be 17 or something, which is high for him, but yeah, mm. I'm not projecting Jackson uh, as of yet.
0: Yeah. It uh, feels makes sense. And just previewing to like week 18, you know, where we're looking for records and incentives. I guess Fields uh, he he is interested in breaking Lamar Jackson's single season rushing record. I think he needs to average over seventy rushing yards per game right around there. Yeah, the rest of the way. So that's something to look out for with props. Uh, I guess starting this week, but going forward, as I think Fields is gunning for that record.
1: Yeah, he he said as much, and uh, you know it's it's a tough matchup against Buffalo, but mm-hmm. he's playing so well. I mean, you know, against Philly, he still put up points. You know, it, it it's that it's the the. The rushing upside, as, yep. you, as you're mentioning, you know, it's it, it just adds a different dimension, especially when there's no, like, slam dunk. You know, you're talking about Kirk Cousins as your QB5. <laughs> there's no real slam dunks after, right. you know, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Whitefield's like up there. Uh,
0: who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Gardner Minshew. Uh, I have him as my QB18 right now. The consensus is QB23. That's probably due, you know, people scrambling, trying to update with Hertz. Potentially missing, but I've been shocked by how many people are just acting like this is some massive downgrade to the passing offense. Anyway, um, you know, obviously this is a tough matchup against Dallas. is certainly a downgrade uh, in real life, as we saw with the point spread go all the way up to six here. Uh, but you know, the offense will probably be more pass heavy under Minshew. Uh, you know, obviously less scrambling. This could be a trailing game script. Um, so I like Minshew here. I think he's a solid QB two option. He's he has AJ Brown, Devonta Smith and likely Dallas Goddard at his disposal this week. So uh, it's kind of a murky QB two week. So I kind of like him if he's out there uh to add him. But right now, yeah, I'm five spots higher than ECR. But I think people will eventually get there. But I was just shocked how the initial reaction was like, you know, this is some massive downgrade of the passing offense when that's probably not gonna be the case.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm the higher than you said consensus is QB twenty two. I'm I'm at QB twenty as well mm-hmm. with him. Obviously, like you know that Dallas defense. You never know, but yes. uh, it, it, at the end of the day, we've seen Minshew do this before. Come in, like you said, a little more pass heavy. They could get Goddard back this week, uh, which would help as well. So, I am high on Daniel Jones this week. He no. is he is my like QB seven, and uh, that kind of speaks to if there's you know there's a lot there's not a lot going on after these top few quarterbacks, <laughs> but I, I think you got to target this Minnesota defense it is 24th in weighted dvoa weighted dvoa just means they're waiting the mm-hmm. more recent games more heavily uh and 28th against the pass in weighted dvoa so you know he played washington a couple of times philly tough nfc east matchups uh you know now he gets to go to minnesota and uh just a totally different kind of game i think for, for daniel jones so i think he could find the end zone here on the ground or th- or through the air and i i have his passing yards bumped up to mm-hmm. uh to the two teens usually he's like 190 you know or you know barely hitting 200 but i have him in the two teens for this one that that's uh that's how much this minnesota defense uh bumps him up so love love me some daniel jones this week where's his ecr right now i believe it's qb it's the 11 i think Oh, okay, okay. I thought, yeah, yeah I have 12, QB, 12, 12, twelve. Yeah, I
0: have him QB 10. A lot of the same reasons, but you're way higher. Uh, but this Vikings defense is awful. That's <laughs> kind of why I have Kirk Cousins ranked so high. Um, you know, yeah. cousins he's not gonna average 430 yards a game or whatever the past couple of games, but they have to throw because the defense is so bad. So this is a good matchup for Daniel Jones. Even if he doesn't get it through the air, he'll get it with his legs. Um, so yeah, the, this Vikings defense is a team I'm definitely attacking.
1: By the way, you know, so uh, for everyone listening out there, you know, Sean and I we kind of just discuss random player projections out of the blue, and we were talking. I was like, Kirk Cousins completion prop looks super low. <laughs> like yeah. I couldn't I couldn't understand why the books would like had his completion prop like 23 or 24 when he's averaging like 10 and a half yards of completion, and you know he's completing like you know 20, what is this 26, 27. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. completions per game, and of course he goes for thirty-four completions against the Colts. So yeah, Kirk Cousins, man, it's it's uh, it's, it's not pretty all the time, but you know he gets it done because he's got he's that good receiving core. So yep. it's kind of it's it's weird though because it's like dink and dunk with these all stars. It's like it's like even with Jefferson, he's still averaging ten uh, point eight yards of completion, which is very odd, but. Uh, yeah, he's getting it done.
0: Yeah, I thought about that. uh Twenty-three. I think we agreed at the over twenty-three completions was the way to go. And when they were down thirty-three, that was you know pretty much a lock at that point that he was going to crush that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm just pretty sure that Kirk Cousins uh, has gone over his completion prop every single week. <laughs> like it's yeah, just, that, that's kind especially of especially after point. getting
0: Hawkinson. I think that helps. Yeah, you know, just having that outlet. Um, but yeah, look look out for that this week against the Giants.
1: It, it's funny because that's this is actually the one where they might it might be too high because the Giants actually one of those <laughs> defenses because you know they play a lot of man, so it's usually get lower completion rate and higher um, yards per completion. Yeah. And you're gonna go deep a little more. You just keep the back in the so You're not gonna have the check down as much. But uh, I digress. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, so I'm low on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I have him as. QB
0: 13 right now, the consensus is QB 7. Um, you know, he is playing out of his mind right now. This is certainly the best five to six game stretch of his career. We're finally witnessing his breakout, in my opinion. Um, however, this is just a brutal matchup on the short week against the Jets. Um, so it's, it's really hard to project them for more than, say, you know, 240 yards here mm-hmm. through the air. And the Jaguars' implied team total is only 18 and a half. Um, so the odds of him throwing two or more touchdowns are certainly lower this week. So I don't know how you'd get him being, you know, a mid-range QB1 unless you're projecting him for like 40 rushing yards. So he's more of a fringe, you know, QB1 and two, uh, you know, on the sort of a streamer uh, tier for me instead of a surefire mid-range QB1. So um, I'm minus six against ECR now. And I, I think uh, both of us were pretty low <laughs> on Tua last week. And unfortunately that didn't hit because he got that long touchdown. So certainly, you know, Lawrence is playing so well. Wouldn't surprise me that was a good game here, but just based on raw projections, um, you know, I would consider benching him if possible, if you have a better option. But uh he's more of a high end QB2 option for me this week.
1: Yeah, I have him QB 13 as well, about 240 yards, but he yeah, only 1.2 touchdowns for him passing. And, and uh that's yep. again because as you mentioned, Jaguars playing on a Thursday, 18 and a half points is their team total. Uh, that's kind of where I have it projected as well. So, you know, look out because there's there are, there's a few low team totals this week that kind of mm-hmm. surprise you. And that's where I'm going with the guy I'm going on, Derek Carr. Uh, you know, I have him at QB20s, QB17 consensus. And Vegas is only implied for 18 points, 18 points or 18.3 points in, in this matchup. So I know he's got Waller back. I know he's got Renfro back, but. Uh it as we've seen, it could be a, it could be touch and go. Like if he doesn't get that <laughs> long touchdown to Keelan Cole, I mean it's a whole different, you know, and, and the Devontae Adams went missing again. This is just uh I think it's a little bit too inconsistent. And then, you know, going to Pittsburgh, who you know, now it's like this Pittsburgh team all of a sudden has life and you know they're they're playing, they're they're motivated, and like now you gotta go to the terrible towels and outdoors and it's just ah, not not what I want uh in my starting quarterback so uh yeah Derek Carr uh QB 21 for me actually not even QB 21 so
0: well guess what I'm lower than you even he's my (laughs) QB 22 okay uh which is a lot like yeah projecting out the Raiders I was shocked how low I had Darren Waller Mm -hmm. actually too but you're right uh it's just not good not a good matchup they probably lean on Josh Jacobs heavily here so yeah I'm, I'm way low on Carr as well
1: all right, uh prop let's see let's go how, how do we do last week uh you went you you had the book went two and0 oh, I went one and one so you picked up one point
0: <laughs> probably not enough to make up I mean I have what? yeah you still a now? couple down
1: yeah uh, okay but uh, yeah we got time <laughs> i mean, we'll go through the playoffs um okay let's go with go with Brock Purdy let's go with Brock Purdy Ooh, passing up. I want go with two 19 and a half Ooh, I'm a
0: bit higher. I was thinking 235. Mm. Um, I'll go over. It's more of a pass funnel matchup for him. Um, you know, he looked really good. He was dealing with the oblique injury, looked really good. So I like investing on his over right now. So give me the over.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh I have a little, I, I do have a little under nut. It is, you know, Washington's run defense is obviously better than their pass but I, you know, is anything really a, a a pass funnel for San Francisco? I don't know. <laughs> like true i mean i gonna run
0: yeah he's, i mean he's without deba but he still has christian mccaffrey brand wow. Ayuk, george kittle uh and he's looked really good i don't even know if he's a drop-off from jimmy g at this point so i'm I'm just big on purdy he's my qb 14 right now Ooh. actually he actually has um some pretty good rushing upside mm-hmm. um i mean he was a rushing quarterback i would say he hasn't shown that much um last week again he was dealing with the oblique injury but anytime he scrambled, He's looked good, so he has some sneaky, you know, twenty-plus rushing yard upside if they do want to leverage that. So I, I, you know, I'm very bullish on him in fancy. And you know, this system, this system made Nick Mullins look like a QB two, like a functioning NFL quarterback. So you know, I'm always a big believer in just you know whoever they have in the system. And Purdy looks. Pretty good. So um yeah, so I, I'm really high on him this week. All right.
1: You're betting on him to set his career high. Passing yardage. <laughs> Wait, would that be his career high? Yeah. It was two seventeen last week. That was his Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah two, no, I two ten against Miami, one eighty-five against Tampa, and uh and two seventeen against Seattle. So yeah, I think you know, I think he could definitely get over it if they if they throw a little more, but yeah. San Francisco's just been rolling, so that's why I have it a little lower. Uh just because game script i think finished, yeah it makes sense then. yeah uh all right let's, let's jump to running back who, who are your top five backs for
0: week um 15? so chris mccaffrey Derek henry austin eckler josh jacobs dalvin cook i had uh aaron jones br- briefly as my rb3 but it sounds like uh aj dylan cleared the concussion protocol mm-hmm. yeah, already or something so he's he's back down to rb7 for me
1: yeah i got henry first mccaffrey second so flip flop those Eckler third mm. Uh, Barkley back up into the top five. I I told you, I told you, Barkley you're right last week, even though it was against that tough D like it's just that the Giants just, they were going to go all out for that one. But uh, I think, you know, they're still in it now. They still have to, to, uh, to, to to go hard. And this, this Minnesota defense, I think is going to be friendly. Uh, And yeah, Jacobs fifth as well. Uh, Who are you top? uh, Who are you high on? Um, So as always, uh, I'm high
0: on Latavius Murray. I have him as my RB 15. The consensus is still RB 24. I think you and I are always like super high on him. Um, But the the market just continues to overlook his usage. I mean, he's the workhorse back right now. He had a massive 24 carry for 130 yards and a touchdown rushing line against Cardinals. He only caught one pass. For 12 yards receiving, but you know, he's still maintaining the highest routes run rate at you know 39% last week of this backfield. So even if it becomes a trailing game script, you know, he'll chip in more receptions. So I think either way, we can bank on him being a pretty solid RB2. Um and you know, this week, you know, the the Broncos are slight favorites against the Rams. So this is another good game script for him. So um I, I continue to be high on Latavius Murray. Uh, And then the other guy's a little bit more under the radar, but Chuba Hubbard. Um, I have him as my RB 35 right now. The consensus is RB 41. They faced the Lions this week. Um, And, you know, last week he only ran four times for 10 yards, uh, but he caught three passes for 57 yards. And uh, his underlying usage was pretty good. Uh, He saw every single snap on third down and in the two-minute offense. So he's he's pretty much the lead receiving back, you know, the Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey role. Uh, But – he also handled more early down snaps than Deontay Foreman. Uh, Foreman struggled. Um, it, it, you know, it just so happened that those early down snaps, they threw more when Hubbard was on the field, but there is a chance he could see more rush attempts than Foreman this week. Um, especially if this game script ends up being a trailing one, which could be the case against Lions. So So, um, you know, he's sort of a leap of faith, low end RB three flex option this week. Uh, if you're desperate um, and he certainly has more value in PPR formats, but, we could sort of be seeing a changing of the guard in Carolina right now. And Hubbard is definitely on the rise.
1: Yeah, he's been moving on, my boy. He I actually do have him at consensus this week. Uh, but mm-hmm. in general, I've been I've been high on him. Uh he is kind of cutting into that form and work a little more. And Carolina's back was starting to get a little bit unpredictable. Sometimes black shear involved too, sometimes he's not. But yeah, foreman had a really bad game. So maybe that uh maybe that works in Hubbard's favor. Yeah, yeah, luckily
0: last week Blackshear had zero touches, which yes. kind of helps. We we definitely want like a, a two man committee because you know this team runs a lot. So I, I think both backs can have value this week. But yeah, that's a good point. Blackshear having no touches last week definitely helps both these players out.
1: Uh, I am high on James Connor. Uh, he's another guy I feel like, <laughs> I feel like both of us are pretty, are usually, yeah. I have an RB seven. He's RB 12. I, I I know he's going against Tampa Bay, but <laughs> this guy's playing 94% of the snaps. Like he's, he's playing. Like, what is this uh, old school Christian McCaffrey usage? Like that's, yeah. it's absurd. Like even against that Denver defense when the Cardinals couldn't get anything going, James Conner still found his way to the end zone, you know, t- got a bunch of touches, caught some passes. Uh, you know, I, I really like the way he's playing. He's starting to play like he was down the stretch last year and they're just not taking this guy at the game. Cause they cut, Eno Benjamin. And for whatever reason, Keonta Ingram gets, you know, a couple of <laughs> snaps a game. So until that, you know, the more, every game where he keeps getting 90 plus snaps just raises his floor uh, mm-hmm. because you know, you're going to you with running backs. You have to uh, factor in the more recent usage uh, a lot more than, than some of the other positions. So. Uh, yeah, love James Conner this week, and uh, Zach Moss as well. He mm. is uh, a guy who I think looks like he's going to lead the Colts backfield. I, I, You know, used to be Deion Jackson was that number two, but Jeff Saturday, we haven't seen really, okay, what happens when Taylor's out under Saturday, and we finally did, and it was Zach Moss uh, out snapping Jackson 67% to 32%, and, and Moss got 24 touches to Jackson's 14. And Moss even – ran more routes than yep. Jackson, which I think is interesting because right now I still have Jackson projected for a few more routes just because based on, you know, kind of the players they are. But if Moss has the upside to lead the backfield, not just in carries, but in routes, uh, he could be a top 10 back. He has top 10 upside this week. I have him RB 31. He's RB 37 consensus. Uh, and uh, if we get more clarity on exactly how they're going to be used, I, I might bump him up even more because this Charger D is uh, 25th, in DVOA against the run, uh, very generous to running backs. So Zach Moss could be one of those guys in your fantasy playoffs uh, if you pick them up on a wire. Oh God! I mean, he could he could win you your league just yep. you not against the Chargers. If you and like listen, Jeff Saturday. I mean, what what is he gonna do at this point? He just blew a thirty-three point yeah. lead. Like hand the ball to Zach Moss, man.
0: Yeah, well, to be fair, they probably blew it because they kept feeding Zach Moss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, that's a good point. He's by running back 29. And okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, like he dominated the early down work, which we'd expect. Uh, yeah, let's just, you know, Jonathan Taylor got hurt early in the game. So we saw how they're going to use these mm, two guys Yeah, backs. exactly. Zach Moss dominated early down work. Like you said, it was surprising. He just absolutely dominated third down work as well. I don't know if that's because they were up 30 points for most of the game. Could be. Uh, and he's probably going to see you know, goal line carries going for even though he got like a minus five yard run on one of the goal line snaps. So he's basically the Jonathan Taylor role where Deion Jackson's the pass catching back. So if they do get in a trailing game script, I would be worried that he would kind of, you know, dominate snaps, but there should be a close game against Chargers. Like you said, it's a good matchup on the ground. So yeah, I think Zach Moss, I guess you could trust him as an RB3 flex option. If you have no other choice, you know, I would do it. But um, I would also point out, the Jordan Wilkins, you know, he was on the practice squad. Yeah. So now that they elevated him, he might eat into Ma- Moss's role just a little bit. But, you know, I- I'm not projecting for more than, you know, two or three touches. I'm not sure where you have him, but that's it's worth pointing that out at least.
1: Uh, I have Wilkins for. Because he was
0: kind of the Moss role before they got Moss.
1: I actually have Wilkins for about five touches.
0: Oh, okay. And you still have Moss' as like a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that just goes to show. There, there's plenty of touches to go around um, to provide value. But he's getting all the important ones, and that's that's all we care about. Yeah. I mean, um, it looked
1: like he was – I mean, and remember, they traded for him, too. So, yep. this is – you know, I mean, I know it was a different – I mean, it's the same PM, different coach, but they obviously want to see how this guy looks. They traded for him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I would I would expect him to keep uh, – like, you don't just give a guy 24 carries one week and – like abandon him the next so
0: right exactly. I, I wouldn't think anyway and um, going back to connor real quick i was getting uh someone was shitting on me on twitter like well, why the hell do you have latavius murray and james connor ranked over jk dobbins and sure enough they both ended up outscoring him as always but
1: uh <laughs> jk dobbins is what looks really good though no i know <laughs> but he,
0: he doesn't get any catches so that that yeah you know that's why i ranked him a little bit lower but yeah All those three guys, you know, they're grinders. But, uh, yeah, I feel like every week we're super high on Latavius Murray and James Conner once again this week, you know, same story.
1: So many snaps. Uh, All right, who are you low on?
0: Let's see. I am low on Brian Robinson Jr. Um, You know, he's my RB38. The consensus is RB28. And let's face it, he has been absolutely phenomenal, Um, especially lately. You know, it's 85 or more rushing yards in four of the last five games. Um, however, he just gets a downgrade here. You know, it's it's a tougher matchup against 49ers who rank second in DVO against the run. Um, it's going to be a trailing game script most likely, which definitely hurts Robinson. You know, that sets, that sets up way better for Antonio Gibson. And, you know, Washington has the fifth lowest team total. You said to look out for some of these yep. low team totals. So, you know, that lowers the odds of Robinson bailing out with the rushing touchdown. So a lot of reasons to not like him this week. So he's a low end RB3 flex option for me. Uh should be a you know smash RB2 play next week against the Browns, though. Uh so definitely hang on to him. But yeah, he, he gets a downgrade for me this week. And then the other guy is Rashad White. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. He's my RB33 this week. The consensus has him RB25, but this is just a tough position to be in this week. If you have either one of these Tampa Bay running backs, you know, last week, uh White and Fournette, they split the early down work. Um, however, White's role in the passing game slipped significantly. You know, a 30% routes run rate, his lowest rate since week nine. And that's kind of the role we want this week facing the Cardinals. You know, they're a, a you know, a funnel defense for running backs and tight ends in the passing game. Um, so, you know, White actually saw most of the third down work, but at Fournette saw every single snap and the two-minute offense. So that that makes it really tricky to project this going forward. I think his routes run rate will bump up you know, probably 40% this week if that holds, but it just makes it so uncertain. So he's, he's sort of a dicey RB three flex option this week, just given the uncertainty, uh, which is unfortunate because it looked like he was going to be an RB two the rest of the season. So I just be careful uh, with him this week.
1: Yeah, it's, I actually have both of them projected in the top 26. I have white, I have white at 26 and four at 23. Like, I, I just have both of them yeah. balling out. It's, yeah.
0: It's just unfortunate <laughs> that just neither one of them really <laughs> dominated in any capacity last week. It's like it's split down the middle. Yeah. That's right? essentially so what it it's, is. It's
1: like it's like White's starting to get, uh like, get even out in the carries, but uh, Fournette's yeah. continuing to see about 60% of the receiving work and whites more at like, or 60, 65, and whites at like 30, yep. 35, 35, 40. Yeah, I'm low on Robinson as well. And another guy is Cordero Patterson. Mm. Uh, You know, we're starting to see Tyler Algier take hold of that backfield. And last week, we saw Algier get, uh, you know, more of the carries. And that hasn't happened yet this season in a, you know, or actually it has, but it's happened very rarely. And especially when Patterson's been healthy and Patterson is healthy now. They were coming off a bye. And Algier still saw more of the carries. And Patterson saw more of the routes out of the backfield, but that's not really that valuable with Desmond Ritter throwing for 97 yards <laughs> a game. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, and, and Algier had a, you know, a, a monster game uh, last game. But more importantly, it's going to be a tough matchup for both of them. But especially Patterson, you know, if he's getting less carries and, and going to have to rely on, on receiving work a little more. This Baltimore defense, you know, they're, they're not giving up much against the run, but they're, they're top 10 in DVOA against both the run and the pass. So uh, I just think with, with a slight bump down in usage, with the quarterback potentially throwing for even less yardage than Mariota, uh, I got Patterson at RB38 this week, and uh, he's a 33 consensus. So uh, Patterson is a guy that I'm trying to uh, bench if I have a, a better option at the flex or RB3.
0: That's, that's a good call, and it's actually a segue to uh, my player prop, actually. Okay. What are we doing? So, Tyler Algier, uh, rushing yards. Um, I have it – let's let's put it at 56 and a half.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I have it at 58, so I'll go over. Oh, nice. But, yeah, it's a good line. Um, Baltimore is tough, tough run defense. Yeah. But, you know, the volume for – uh, these Atlanta backs just and, sp- and now Huntley's out, so you could see a yeah, that's of, true, an yep. extra carry or two for for each of these guys. Um, so yeah, I have it just over.
0: Yeah, no, Algiers good. Like I, I remember coming out of the draft. Um, what was he a fifth rounder? I thought he was a yeah. sneaky let. We didn't really know how this Falcons offense would turn out. I had no idea it was going to be this run heavy, but he he gave me serious James Conner vibes, and that you know every week he reminds me more and more of James Conner. So hopefully, you know, the last couple weeks why, why even throw a quarter dollar person out there at, you know, 35 years old, what is prove? <laughs> just unleash Algier like, and, and always. And with the Huntley injury, like, yeah, it would not surprise me if he just, you know, closes out the season with a bang. So, uh, but he's on this, you know, he's like right there. He's my RB 36. Yep, so he's really tricky to project. So he's a guy that people might be wondering if they should start or sit. Um, like he said, I think just based on the matchup, he's more of a sit, but just if, if you want to bet on talent, I, I think he, you know, he could provide a pretty high floor these last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Like I, I'd start, i start him over Patterson this week, but yeah, I have yeah. Him 36 Patterson 38. So ideally he wouldn't start either, but right, <laughs> I agree. I think, uh, I, I think Algier is trending up.
0: Who they play next week. Like next week might be the time to play Algier. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, good call on your Ritter, your Ritter passing yard projection is about 20 yards lower than me i eventually got closer to you um i upped his scramble rate but sheesh that was brutal oh well, yeah. london london had a good game of course but uh, no, yeah, no he one did. else hey no and one they covered did. and they covered yep yeah true more importantly, <laughs> more importantly. uh they play the cardinals
1: oh that's a good matchup for yeah they're, they're, that's that's where uh i might have both of them in like my top 25 next week <laughs> uh all right Let's go to wide receiver top five.
0: Pretty straightforward at this point. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams.
1: Yep. I got Jefferson Hill, Diggs third, uh, Chase, then Adams. So I. That 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 Chicago defense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they just got lit up by both. Like uh, like Jalen Hurts. That was enough. I, I, I was looking at my passing yardage for Hurts, and I'm like, I think I have it too. I had it like at 250 something. I'm like, oh, every, I'm like the market is at like 230, like 220 yeah. something. And then sure enough, he goes off. So like, it, it's just the Chicago defense. You know, it's just bumping up these courts. It's just they're just giving up yardage, and they don't really have. Uh, a lot of talent on that defense because remember yeah. they traded a lot of guys so uh the, the pass rush isn't really getting home so uh, i i think they can bleed passing yards so that's why i have digs uh over chase who you never you know belichick i don't i don't know what he's got in store uh but uh adams did kind of go missing against the patriots so that's, yeah that's why i have digs
0: is this higher. a uh gabe davis nuclear week potentially i don't know. I
1: man i gave Gabe davis has always been like my wide receiver 40 like i don't yeah yeah he's kind of uh gone missing so i i hope so but i well against this bears defense
0: if you can't do it here let's see
1: i yeah i still have him wide receiver 35 uh Diggs is the one that kind of jumps more
0: Uh, obviously (laughs) there's no there's no disputing that but i'm just saying this there's been a lot of things going against Gabe davis i i've been with you it's been you know damn shame being low on him every week but this is a week where he could you know pop off and he's right there on that fringe sit start so you know it's one of those weeks you don't want to have him on your bench when he goes off for three touchdowns and 200 yards but if there were a week where it could happen it'd be here
1: all right uh who are you high on
0: so I'm super high on uh Juju Smith Schuster um he's all the way up to my wide receiver 15 right now uh the consensus is wide receiver 22 which is kind of shocking because you know, he's been going off the past couple weeks, you know, he has two games in a row of nine or more receptions um, ever since, you know, he got eased back in in week 12, we were kind of wondering what the hell's going on mm-hmm. there. Um, he's averaged an 85% routes run rate. Um, you know, this is a good matchup for him on multiple aspects. You know, the Seattle plays zone at the second highest rate. Um, his yards per route run are 1.7 against man. They go up to 2.4 against zone. Um, you know, he should also avoid Tariq Woolen in the slot for the most part. Should mainly match up against Kobe Bryant, who's allowed 75% catch rate. So, you know, he's a solid, solid wide receiver two option this week. Um, very high floor, which is great for the fantasy playoffs. So when it's you're in a must-win game, you definitely want to go at the high floor. Um, so love him. And then have to go with uh, one of our former fantasy flex favorites and K.J. Osborne. Um, he's my wide receiver 42. The consensus is wide receiver 58, but, you know, he's also been on fire obviously coming off that massive 10 catch 157 yard game last week. I don't think he'll be able to keep that up. Like I said, I don't think Kirk cousins will be averaging 435 yards a game going forward, but you know, this defense is horrible. So they're, they're kind of going to have to throw a lot to keep up. And, um, uh, you know, he's kind of feeling the Adam Thielen's dropping off quite a bit recently. So, you know, Osborne's kind of filling that role. It would not surprise me. Um, if he's their wide receiver two next season. Um, so, you know, I, I just like his floor here. Um, again, I, I don't think he's going to pop off for, you know, hundred yards again, the rest of the season, but you know, four or five catches for 60 yards, maybe a touchdown going forward. That's kind of where he's been settling. So um, I consider him, you know, high, high end wide receiver four option this week uh, against the giants.
1: Yeah. I like him as well. He, Uh, You know, this defense for the Giants, they play man coverage at the highest rate in the league because they love to blitz and Osborne averages nearly a half yard more per route against man coverage. So, uh, you know, the fact that he went off against the Colts who play more zone uh, is a good sign, but this is actually the kind of defense that he tends to go off against. He has three touchdowns uh, against man coverage this year, which is second on, on the Vikings. So. Yeah, yep. I think I think Osborne's a good bet to uh to find the end zone.
0: Good point. And his um his target share jumps up two percent uh when facing the blitz. So there's just a lot of a lot of yeah. reasons to like him this week. Uh,
1: I'm also on Marquise Goodwin. Uh he should be subbing in for Tyra Lockett in a game where the uh the Seahawks are gonna have to throw, you would think, because they're playing the Chiefs. So, you know, they don't really have I mean, they're gonna have Treadwell. Elevated. They'll have uh Derrick Young and Penny Hart behind DK Metcalf. So uh, I think Marquise Goodwin could see Tyra Lockett like snaps, you know, 90% plus. And uh in a matchup where again, Gino's like you're you're talking about a guy who caught what eight touchdowns this year and uh pretty much every week in, week out was just one of Gino's top targets with Five and a half, five point six catches, sixty nine yards per game. They're missing uh, with Tyra Lockett, and then eight touchdowns in in those uh, in those fourteen games. So I think Markey's good win. maybe not the touchdowns, but I think he's a good bet to to get a decent amount of catches and yardage, uh, kind of out of necessity here yeah. for the uh, for the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Yeah, no, I love that call, especially if 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 you're like a big underdog. Um, you know, roll the dice on Goodwin. He just has a massive ceiling in this matchup, and it's it's really hard to sort out how they're going to handle the wide receiver three option. I mean, he threw their names out like it just it's going to be more targets for Goodwin. They have that three headed tight end monster. They're just fighting for targets. So just the Goodwin, you know, he's a low floor option, obviously, but his ceiling in this spot with Lock it out is just massive. And yeah. Kenneth Walker's banged up again. He like what's up with that? Like if he's out, they could have to throw even more.
1: Yeah. Uh I I I'm not projecting Walker out as of now, but uh yeah, that that is a good point. That would that would raise Gino's uh touchdown projection a little because Kenneth yep. Walker scores so many touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. Who are you low on? Uh so I'm low
0: on Jahan Dotson. Um, you know, again, this is a tough matchup against 49ers, so he's my Wide receiver 54, consensus is, you know, wide receiver 42. And, you know, he he continues to be a touchdown machine, scoring again, yet again last week. He also cleared 100 yards for the first time, uh, four catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. Um, however, he he just has a low four, especially in this matchup against San Francisco. He's, you know, a player with a very high A dot. I think it's like over 16 right now. Um, so he just has a wide range of outcomes. So if you're a big underdog and you want to tap in his upside, go for it. But if you're in a must win game, like you have to be careful that he does have, you know, two catch 30 yard, no touchdown floor. Um, And like I said earlier with Brian Robinson, Washington has the fifth lowest team total this week. So a player that has relied on touchdowns up until last week, pretty heavily this season, you know, his odds of scoring a touchdown this week are lower. So I would just be careful with him. He's being ranked in that wide receiver four range, but I consider him more of a wide receiver five option. And then. Next week against Cleveland, sure, you know, maybe he's in in that wide receiver three, wide receiver four uh, range, but I'm low on him this week. And then I'm low on Amari Cooper and Chris Olave here. Um, I have them both, you know, wide receiver 36, 37, respectively. And then the consensus is wide receiver 24 and 23. I'm getting ahead of the potential heavy snow again (laughs) this week. There you go. And yeah, here we go. I'm, I'm more just preparing people, you know, putting the sandbags up, getting ready for this. I actually, once we got closer to kickoff with Buffalo, Miami, it looked like, you know, it was going to be pretty clear for most of the game. So I I bumped everybody up except for Tua, unfortunately. But I, this game does look like it's going to be a snowball. Uh, the the total's down to 31 and a half here. Um, so, you know, Cooper and Olave would certainly be impacted by that. Um, so they're gonna be on that, you know, wide receiver three, wide receiver cusp at least. So just start preparing for it. That's all I'm saying is like they they might, you know, get a pretty big downgrade here. So just if you're relying on them, look for t- alternative options. We might still end up playing them um this week, but we're gonna have to wait and see how this uh forecast shapes up.
1: Yeah, hey, well, you said you have them
0: 32, 33. 36 and 37. Oh, I oh, really yeah. thro- I'm just anticipating. It's all about the total. Like like I said last week, I had the total for that Bills game at like fifty one and a half. So when the total was forty one and a half or whatever, like that's a that's a pretty big impact. And certainly you can make a case, the snowvers, that sort of thing. But this game, you know, I have the projected total around 43 and a half. So the fact that the the market's already at 31 and a half, like having it that low, I, I just think that it, it seems like a lock. We're gonna see not only snow, but the the win that's, yeah, the wind. Most important that's thing. It's
1: like 25 the forecast costs I, 25 mile per hour plus winds. i saw gusts of 45 yeah 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 and that that could just so i think the raiders and browns had a game uh in that kind of weather uh no snow or anything but it was a couple of years ago but it was yeah it ended like 13-6 or something silly like yeah. that. Like <laughs> no one could kick a field goal and it was just yeah
0: yeah so that's that that's one of the many reasons why i think cooper and especially olave you know he relies on those deep balls um, you just have to start preparing that they might not be viable this week.
1: Yeah, I have them 31 and 33. Cooper 31, Hawaii 33. So, mm-hmm. I'm still lower than consensus. Not quite that low. But, uh, yeah, the, the the total is really impacting. Uh, They're yeah. not not getting much touchdown love And I put the total at 31. I am low on Jacoby Myers this week. Uh, first of all, we don't know what the <laughs> repercussions are going to be for making oh the worst God. play in NFL history. <laughs> But also, uh, you know, look at his first eight games played. He ran a route on 93% of the dropbacks. And the last three, he that's dropped to 57%. Now, he has had some injuries, kind of been in and out of some games. But last week, he came back, and he was healthy as far as we know. And he ran only 70%, uh, around on 70% of the dropbacks. And he operated as the wide receiver three. Like, he was uh, behind Thornton and Aguilar who played Mm -hmm. almost every snap. So going forward, and there was another game a couple of weeks ago when all five uh, of their top receivers were healthy and Myers was around 60% routes run. So, you know, I don't think we can trust him as this guy. That's going to just be this, you know, go-to guy for the Patriots anymore because it's just, they're just kind of doing that thing where they, you know, every week, it's like something different and you never really know. Who's gonna be the guy that they wanna give a bunch of snaps to? So uh especially after what happened last week, uh he is he is way, way down for me I, at a wide receiver 56. And uh consensus is still wide receiver 39. I think I think that's too high. And uh I totally agree with Dotson. I think that's a great call. He's much better against man coverage. I remember I said and convinced me I liked him for any-time touchdown because he had he, I think he had four uh touchdowns on 10 targets heading into that game in and against man coverage, and he got another one. Uh, but San Francisco plays zone at the sixth highest rate. And San Francisco is, you know, number five in pass defense. The Giants are 24th. And Dotson and against man, like against zone coverage defenses, just 0.8 yards per route, 1.7. I think you mentioned it against man. So like that's a, almost a yard per route drop off. So I think his floor is probably even lower than two catches. 30 yards (laughs) it's like no catches
0: yes exactly
1: (laughs) so uh yeah it's like i think last week was the week to be on him and i think now people are kind of you know it's a rookie oh it's end of the year yes he's trending up but he's kind of everything we've seen from him this is not the kind of matchup that that he tends to have success in
0: yeah good call on myers um i mean they they even before the fumble um, he didn't play in two wide receiver sets. Usually, he yeah. does. It was uh taquan Thornton, yep. which is surprising. So, yeah, you know, Belichick, you know, guys getting the doghouse for just fumbling the ball. I wonder what kind of doghouse he's in for lateraling it back for twenty yards to lose the game. um But was that minus four points for fans? Yeah, my, like, it was, was, it was minus.
1: Fumble? Yeah, I think it was minus twenty. He had minus twenty rushing yards and a fumble. Yeah, so good
0: lord. <laughs> um So yeah, <laughs> I'm low on him as well. But that was. That was the play of the week, in my opinion. Just lots right. to dissect with that. Like, right. I was on Twitter, I was trying to figure out whose fault was it? Uh, was it Stevenson for just like starting the whole sequence of events? You know, Myers for just the worst play. And then just Mac Jones, no effort. I, I don't think. We can really count on him to tackle Chandler Jones, but at least put up some
1: effort and he just like uh, laid down. I mean, down. He got I mean like Matt Jones covers. definitely takes the least blame because number one, he right. was probably <laughs> shell-shocked that Myers was throwing the pass to him. And number two, yeah. it like, the minute like because it, it, it was the pass was supposed to go to him, but it didn't. And then he's gotta like locate the oh well, it's going right to Chandler Jones. And the minute Jones caught it, he just stiff armed him. Like nothing really you could do about that. I think my uh Stevenson and Myers like stevenson shouldn't have been laddering it but myers like he ran backwards first of all like even like why have you seen mac jones run like That's
0: what was gonna happen if you throw it (laughs) now the ball is now 20 yards behind Uh... you and mac jones now has to juke out chandler jones like where was he going with that it was just you know spur of the moment he he took ownership of it but still um just crazy just crazy yeah
1: all right, uh, let's see what we're gonna what are we going What do? do you got
0: for the prop, man? a Lot to choose from. I know. Go with Zay
1: Jones. Oh, he's yeah. Been balling, but he's going oh against boy. the Jets. Tough matchup. Thursday night favorite. Yeah, but uh, you know, you, you got to make the decision, the start sit decision on him pretty quick this week because yeah, <laughs> it's a Thursday night game. Another another team of the road team, total of the Jaguars. Uh, so I'm gonna put his receiving yardage at 55 and a
0: half holy shit so i i have him at 55 um <laughs> i i'm always interested in investing in zay jones uh specifically his overs okay but his median is gonna be lower because i have his <laughs> projection at 55 so i'll go under here but that's that's a good line you know he is gonna have the tougher matchup. On the outside here, um, I think this could be a sneaky Christian Kirk game. Um, yeah, so he'll probably line up against Sauce half the time and DJ Reed half the time. So that's that's a tough matchup. And you know, I'm I'm projecting Lawrence for closer to 240 passing yards. I think yep. you said you're right there too, right? Yep. yep. Um, it looks like the initial market, uh, the sports books have Lawrence at 225. Whoa. So they're even they're even lower. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll just go with the under here.
1: Yeah, that. I mean, I'm. I'm not lower, probably
0: too. Long. I'm not going to
1: lower it just because the sportsbook have it there, but right. that is that is quite interesting. That you know, because I don't know that the sportsbooks passing props have been all over the place this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say. I, I I you can. It almost is more tilting to look at them early in the week than just. Yeah. Then you're like, wait, what's going on here? Um <laughs> But no, that's 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 quite interesting. I mean, it's it, it is a Thursday game, and it's already you know recording this on a Tuesday, so that. Yeah, you know, that's some like that's somewhat a sharp line, I guess, because it's it's out. It's two days, yep. what forty-eight hours to game time or something. So yep. yeah, that's uh that's, that's interesting. Um maybe I gotta bump Evan Ingram down too. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tight end. Top five. Uh
0: pretty straightforward this week. I got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews back to number two slot, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, and Dalton Schultz.
1: Yeah, uh, I got. I'm I'm swapping uh Hawkinson and Andrews. I got Kelsey Hawkinson Andrews uh, and then oh, I'm swapping okay. Schultz and Kittle. Um, just because I, I I still I know Schultz you know had the quiet game, but he's running a route like you no know, closer to ninety percent of the time these days, and I still like him. You know, going against Philly still could be a high scoring game. Um against the, the eagles where whereas like kittle he had the big game last week and i feel like everyone's kind of chasing it now against seattle like seattle's mm-hmm. defense is not very good especially when you're not talking about like tariq woolen at, at that corner spot and washington if i'm not mistaken is very let's see yeah they're number three against tight ends in dvoa and they are allowing the fewest schedule adjusted yards per game to tight ends 30.8 so yeah that that's i'm gonna i think that's why i'm gonna have Kittle five probably i think he's Mm -hmm. consensus three so i'll probably be a couple spots lower on him uh this week all right who are you high on um i'm high on
0: dawson knox this week yep um you know he's always in the sit start fringe so I, i do like pointing him out if i'm high or low on him um but let's see his routes run rate the past three weeks have been let's see 80
1: 94
0: 89 yep There you go. So he's averaging
1: uh, about 88%. Yeah. He's averaging
0: 88% the past three games. Plus the past two games, he's actually seen the highest targets per route run rate. Um, So, you know, he's just been cashing in and he's always going to have, you know, top 10 in terms of touchdown odds, but that was a pretty good bet to f- get three to four catches, too. So he does have like a sneaky high floor ceiling combo. So he's my tight end eight this week um, against this bad Bears defense. And
1: the consensus is tight end 16.
0: Maybe you, that's.
1: Uh, uh, sorry, I was going to ask, like, do you, you mentioned like his last three weeks. Do you also kind of wait the last three weeks heavier for tight end? Like, in terms when of when it comes
0: to routes run? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I I look at the context, you know, sometimes if the team's trailing or leading, you know, they can use more or less two tight end sets or things like that. But Knox, it's pretty straightforward. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that pretty heavily. Um, and whenever he is averaging, you know, over an 85% routes run rate, I'm more interested. I had a couple of games previously where he was around the 75% range. But and more importantly, it's just the targets he's seeing on them. Um, and yeah. so back-to-back weeks. With a pretty significant target share, um, that's why you know my target rate from is a bit higher. And with him, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, like I said, sometimes he could be sort of a touchdown dependent tight end, but if we can ever get him up around three and a half receptions, that's when I really like him.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just asking because like three is that yeah. is kind of that magic number for me too with tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you start to see three games of uh, of a certain usage, that's when you that's when the projection yeah. really starts to change. Um, running backs a little shorter, wide receivers a little longer, but uh, for me, I mean, I already mentioned him, TJ Hawkinson. I'm tight end too this week. The Giants are dead last in DVOA against tight ends, and Hawkinson's route participation has been right up there at 89% last three games as well. So, um, you know, I think uh, Hawkinson should have a bounce back spot here. Um, and uh, it's again, this Giants defense, man, it's it's it's, it's it get <laughs> they get stops on third down in the red zone, but uh, They've been really bad against the tight end position. Washington, for some reason, didn't really. I mean, Logan Thomas, I guess, has been a ghost. I don't know what's really going on with him, but uh, I, I do think uh, Minnesota is going to to go to Hawkinson this week. After he was the guy that kind of had the you know the quiet game out of all those guys, three of nine targets for just thirty three yards. So he's due for he's due for a bounce back, but he's seeing massive usage. I mean, since he came to Minnesota, nine targets, ten targets, nine targets, six targets, six targets, eight yeah. targets, nine targets uh last week was actually the first time he failed to catch uh at least four passes as a viking so uh yeah i think he's a good in a good bounce back spot
0: yeah which is incredible considering cousin threw for 460 yards yep so like i said we can't count on kj osborne to go 10 for 157 every week going forward so a lot of those targets that he's giving up are probably going hawkinson's way yep yep all right uh who are you rolling uh, oh, I'm low on David Njoku. Um, you know, he's my tight end 15. The consensus is tight end six. Half of this is again, getting ahead of this uh, potentially heavy snow and heavy wind game. Like I said, the total is only 31 and a half. So his touchdown odds are lower, but also this is one of the tougher matchups for tight ends. You know, they face the saints. They rank second in DVOA against tight ends um, on the season. So, um, you know, that's just enough to knock him outside of the top 12 for me. And honestly, this, you know, tight end seven to tight end 50 range is separated by less than a point. So just the subtlest, tiniest details can really shoot a guy down the ranking. So Joku, he's facing an up- uphill battle this week. Um, so I know he's I've been high on him, I think, on the show the past two weeks. But um, this week, you know, you got to probably plan for somebody else. Look for streaming options because uh it could be nasty there. And it's a tough matchup. So um he's sort of a, you know, a mid range tight end too for me this week.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, that's gonna be that's just that matchup. I, I'm I'm well on uh Juwan Johnson in that in that sense. oh nice. <laughs> I mean, listen, this guy he's gonna every what's gonna happen, he's gonna catch touchdowns and then people are gonna chase and it's Yeah, The floor is just so low because you're projecting him to only catch about two passes a game, two to maybe three. And, you know, if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're kind of out of luck. So uh, I have him for two and a half catches, 27 yards, but as you mentioned, you know, touchdown odds for everyone in this game are low. so I have him about Mm -hmm. just about 0.2 touchdowns. So not a very high chance of getting a touchdown. I think, yeah, Andy Dalton, I only have him passing for about one touchdown in this game. (laughs) You know, it, How many do
0: you have uh, Taysom Hill running for it then?
1: <laughs> uh, one touchdown. No, uh, it is. <laughs> like, yeah, like point, point 0.1 or something, or point oh 0.05, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, Juwan Johnson, I think he's, he's running around about 60 to 70% of the time, so it's not quite high enough, I think, to just kind of blindly bet. Like, I'd rather bet on a touchdown with a guy like Dawson Knox, who, as you mentioned, is running around, you know, 80 to 90% of the time. And, you know, that game is, you know, should be the weather shouldn't be as bad. I know it's still outdoors, but uh, yeah, you know, this one's just everyone. I mean, Taysom Hill, even I I got him tight in 18, so I'm low on him. I I know he could run more, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just when a total is 31. Let's see. What is that projected score? That is like uh, 17-14, I think, is the projected score for that game. So, yeah, 17-14 is the projected score for that game. And that's like, you know, like that score happens in real life a lot, but you hardly, you pretty much never see a total that low. At least not in, not right. like two thousand or in the nineties or something. So yeah, uh, I would be careful with all these uh, Saints and Browns. Uh, 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 uh. All right, what are we doing for the prop? So I was, I was deciding
0: between Pat Friermuth and Darren Waller. <laughs> oh geez. Um, So I'm just going with both. I think okay. it's very important to talk about these guys. Um, so my prop is Pat Frymuth minus four and a half receiving yards against Darren Waller,
1: uh, fine with minus four and a half as in if Fryermuth he's, he's favored, favored by, by, four by four and a half, and a half yards. And a half. Yeah,
0: yeah, gotcha. yeah. And where do you have them ranked? I think that's the most important part of this discussion.
1: I have, um, I have Fryermuth still at seven cause his, I know he's going to go Goose egg last week. Um he was injury (laughs) report. He was on the injury report. He still still had his normal route participation. So I can't really bump him down too much. Um how I I have so I have him seventh still. Um I have Waller 12th, which is lower than consensus. I I just don't like he he ran a route 69% of the 66 percent of the time last week. Uh season average is 69 his median 75 but i you know i don't know if he's going to if that was just easing him in or they're kind of treat you know going to treat him with a little more kid gloves so i'd like to see his routes bump up a little bit more before i just blindly project him for like you know yeah. 10, 20% <laughs> higher than he, than he was uh the week before but, so yeah i have I, I have but that all that to say i still have Waller only 2 yards behind oh okay. Fryer and where Waller. where did you I'll have a Waller uh okay. 7 12 7 for Friar was 12 for Waller uh, consensus is six for Waller.
0: So that's, that's so crazy. Yeah. I, that, so that was a similar process for me. Um, I have Waller tight end 14. He is just right on that cusp. I'm just worried. People are just going to assume, yeah, like you said, like he's going to go up to 80% routes run rate and be a top five tight end. We don't really know. So certainly, you know, if you want to bank on Waller's ceiling, like we, we did see him have a good game last week, but based on his usage, you know, it was more of a high end tight end two kind of usage. Uh, Devontae Adams could have a bounce back game here. So there's a lot of reasons not to like Waller. But also going back to Firemouth, um, the goose egg was kind of a bizarre stat line because like you said, he had a 74% routes run rate. But the previous two games, he was hovering on 56% routes run. And they've been using Zach Gentry and Connor Hayward in early down like 11 personnel. I don't know why, what they're doing, but that's what's been going on. Who knows if it was injury late or something, but he was able to see enough targets to make up for it. And then last week he went back to seeing, you know, a higher you know, run rate. But then it, so he has just been a bizarre mystery and projecting. So both of these guys are really tricky to project. Um at the end of the day, check our end of the end of the week rankings for these guys, because they could go up or down based on how we update. But just initially, they seem really tough to trust um, yeah. you know, in the fancy playoffs.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the issue and remember, well, I mean, both of these guys really, but especially Waller, I mean, the Raiders team total is like 18. And so, Jeez. you know, if, like Waller, he had, remember he had that stretch most of his career, actually he hasn't been a great touchdown scorer. So, you know, it's been volume. Yeah. So is he going to be a volume guy with Devontae Adams on the team? I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. And then yeah, Friar I mean, you got Deontay, you got Pickens there, so you don't need, with every game especially pittsburgh's running the ball better they're playing better they're just in these low scoring games now uh so i i do get it but it's like who are you who are you gonna put like put above them at this point like it's like yeah it's you know it's like outside of taysom touchdown odds are lower so i think you probably have to in a 12 team league you probably have to start both of them guys if you like either one if you have them um in a 10 team week you know maybe i you know waller's a little dicier but yeah i i, I get your point it's and a, even
0: goddard like who knows
1: yeah I how mean, many routes
0: just it's a tough week yeah i have them
1: like yet yeah, i think 12 or 13 let's see where do i have them uh oh no i have them 16 right now but that's because i still have them like questionable I, i'll bump them up oh yeah like, we'll know actually, more later
0: in the week but yeah. all these guys uh man just anybody who drafted travis kelsey is sitting pretty i bet
1: yeah, because Mark Andrews is kind of struggling too. So it's yeah. just
0: everybody just oh. behind Travis Kelsey this season has just been just chaos
1: in a bad way. In a very bad way. <laughs> All right. That is gonna <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for our week sixteen NFL player projections episode of the Action Network Podcast presented by FanDuel. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I be sure to check out our full Fantasy preview episode out right now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. And if you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on the Action Network podcast channel. Actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content. Fantasywabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker and me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app. Be sure to have a great holiday. Until next time, it's your dish money.